But as soon as I got the box, I started having panic attacks. I had to quit caffeine, nicotine, sugar, just to get everything out of my system because it was like, I thought I was going to die every day. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Brutal. Yeah. Yeah. I actually had a panic attack not too long ago, and I was like, wow, I should probably go to do some CBT therapy. CBT? Yeah, it's cognitive behavioral therapy. So it kind of like resets your brain. What's different about that than... It's kind of like, I have no idea, like, I'm, I haven't done it yet, but, like, from what I've been reading is it kind of trains your brain to rethink and reevaluate the way you respond towards that anxious response. The, um, your nervous system, kind of, that one? Kind of. I don't think there's any, like, electroshock therapy or anything No, like no, that. no, but you're saying, like, you trains your body Well, it's just, like, mind. helping your brain, like, retrain your brain to, like, not have that anxiety response towards whatever, you know, is going on. The one EMDR? Maybe. Is that what it's called? The yeah. one with the light? Oh, yeah, yeah. Heard great things about that one. I've actually heard a lot about that I one, too. I heard great things. Mm-hmm. I need to look into that one as well. I've never heard of CBT. Yeah, cognitive behavioral therapy. What's talk therapy called? Oh, just talk therapy. Just therapy. Yeah, That's just the therapy. boring shit. Yeah. Man. How does that make you feel? <laughs> like shit. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm here. I feel like shit. <laughs> yeah. There's few things without a downside. I've been really worked yeah. like ever since I started like cuz it it was like a month straight where I was like standing up and I felt like I'd fall over. Yeah. Have trouble like breathing in all the way mm. and like trying to nail down what that what that is I'm gonna turn um and in trying to nail down what that is has been a has been a road because because yeah. caffeine nicotine sugar all in a day yeah I see like, i i don't i haven't used caffeine in well, i don't even know a year like over a decade like i've i'll have sips of coffee here and there like a little sip of red bull but i'm not like i need my coffee every day i need some caffeine i need something to like get me awake i just like find that if i get enough sleep and i it takes me a little bit longer to get my day going like as far as like i can't just get out of bed drink a cup and go like i take like 30 40 minutes to get up you know not just right out of bed but i don't need caffeine anymore well, caffeine doesn't actually work like people think it does. Hmm. Also, okay, it, you know what, you know, like what melatonin does, yeah. right? Helps produce melatonin, melatonin. in your brain, yeah. but really, it it produces extra melatonin, and then the receptors that receive the melatonin get more, right? Mm-hmm. When you drink caffeine, your body still produces all of the same. I'm tired chemicals, mm. but all it does is caffeine blocks the receptors. That's why you feel tired but can't sleep if you drink caffeine late. That's why it's not like if you drink a bunch of caffeine at midnight, it's not like you can work till 10 a.m. all of a sudden. No. You just lay in bed tired and can't fucking sleep. Yeah, you're caffeinated as fuck. It, su- yeah. it sucks. Yeah. It's, it's shit. It's the, like one of the worst feelings. So when quitting... I'd wake up tired the only time I caved, right? I woke up super tired. I was like, I need caffeine today. Took a shot of espresso and my, uh, I wasn't used to it at all. So it hit me like way harder. Like I was detoxed completely, but I was still exhausted. Now overdosed on caffeine, had no energy, bunch of anxiety. I couldn't nap. I was like, this is terrible. I was like, this is a drug. 
Mm-hmm. It's like I just did a, a I just used yeah. a drug improperly <laughs> in, the, in the purest form too. <laughs> yeah. Shot of espresso. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then I've had friends that will buy four shots of espresso in a cup of coffee, <laughs> down it, and just nothing. Like they're fine. Like they just go about their day like that was normal. And I'm like, you just <laughs> did four shots of espresso with coffee. And I'm like, I, I don't get it. I would have a heart attack for sure. It would at least bo- like the things that I put in my body like bother like. I notice yeah. it like bothers me a lot. Like if I have like now, if I have a randomly a bunch of sugar in the middle of the day ruins my fucking evening. Like I'll crash. I'll be depressed. I'll take a nap. Mm-hmm. Like it get a f- and then I just watch people fucking eat a whole burger, drink two Red Bulls and get wasted every fucking night vaping all the time. And it's like not a symptom. Nothing. Yeah. I don't get it. It's like they're just used to it. I don't get it. Yeah. Everything in moderation though, right? <laughs> Even moderation. <laughs> Even moderation. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like us whether we just dabble in it with that kind of stuff, then it, it it's like you're playing with fire, <laughs> you know. You're like, "Oh wait, maybe I should either consistently do something or just not do it at all." I wish it was possible like to like I thought so I thought diet, right? I'm like super focused on diet right now because it's interesting to me because all of a sudden i started to feel things mm-hmm. like i feel different if i eat different things mm-hmm. it's first time ever yeah um i thought i could find like a day you know and just repeat that day over and over and over and then it's fine like you wake up and eat this and then at this time you eat that and then at this time you eat that just to like so i didn't have to worry about it but it's not really possible it's so dynamic. You might need more of some things on other days. Yeah. And then we meet people like Tyler who can just eat chicken and rice for every meal and eggs. Uh, Steak. Steak. Yeah. Sorry. Steak. Yeah, he he's a, he's would a, tell you quickly. He's a big steak guy. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> he but doesn't he'll fuck eat with the chicken. same steak with the same rice and the same eggs every day. And I'm just like, where's the, like, what do you put like? A little fajita to, on Monday or, like, a little taco on Tuesday? Like, where's your seasonings? Like, what do you do? Like, how do you change it up? <laughs> like, but he's just an animal and will eat so much protein just to support his body. He's like, yeah, I had eight eggs for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude. I know, right? Like, I'm like, if I have three eggs, I feel bloated. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> like, I'm done. I pushed mine. I heard that from him. So I pushed, like, I, I bumped it up from three to to six to yeah. give it a go see how it felt dude that's too much egg it's way too much egg it's enough for two people for sure and then rice patties with peanut butter oh yeah he left a whole bunch of rice patties at my house and i was like what are these it's like it has to taste like paste yeah i don't get it mush mush yeah. He's fit though. Like he is so fucking fit. Hanging out with Tyler has Boxing. actually has definitely changed my life for the mm-hmm. better. Definitely. Yeah. He's a little bit. What's the word? I don't want to say nihilistic because I don't know the definition. Uh, that feels right though. It does feel right, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, a little bit. Yeah. But the work hard kind. Definitely. Not the not the I hate the world kind. No. In the world's blame, I blame the world for my problem. No. No, 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 no. No, he's like the, uh, I don't care about anything really, but it's not like in a sad, depressed way. It's just like, fuck, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
Have you had fitness? Is fitness a part of your life at all? Was it, it ever? It used to be a immense part of my life, but you know, in the recent years, I started skydiving. It's not as important to me, but I know I have my partner is going to kill me. I know she would want me to do more fitness. That's for sure. And I want to. I want to want to be more fit, but it's like when I don't have the motivation, I just don't have the motivation. I was boxing with Tyler for a while, and I was loving it. Yeah, I need to get back in there. It's fun. It's so much fun. Do you get like the eye of the t- like you would like you feel what it would be like to be in a fight uh-uh, and you're no. like Cause you want to punch harder? <laughs> yeah, no. It doesn't hit me. I've never been hit. No, I've never been hit. I, I can only imagine. One time I snapped a jab back so well that I fucking gave myself a bloody nose oh you hit yourself we weren't even sparred like we haven't even sparred yet he's just had the hands and i was working on getting my jab back to Mm -hmm. my to my chin and i had a white shirt on and i I looked like i lost a fight yeah never even we were just fucking around yeah yeah Uh, i was flying with faff last night in the tunnel and he's going to see tyler a lot boxing with him and he was saying that like he loves to just sneak one in on tyler (laughs) like (laughs) tyler will be up here with the mitts and he'll just Ba boom! Like just get a low shot on him and really mess him up, but just for shits and gigs. Faf can hit hard. Faf can, yeah, he can annihilate. He's a different, he's a different type of human than yeah. you and me and and Tyler. Yeah, we're the little, we're a little guy. Yeah, we better be quick and nimble. Yeah, exactly. Got to get out of the way. We're de- <laughs> we're definitely not overpowering anyone. Mm-mm. No, no, we're the quick speed. But not power. You can just you can feel it in in the room, even like in the ring next to Faf. You can feel the power. Golfing with him too. Oh yeah, yeah. I've never been golfing with him, but I would love to do that. That would be a good day, me, you, and Faf. You're welcome. We should bring Tyler, even though he'd probably be horrible. He hates golf more than anyone. Oh okay, yeah, it's ever. his nightmare. He yeah. Okay. Never it, mind then. He's out. It wakes up that part of him that's yeah. like this is the most pointless thing I've ever seen. Yeah. 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 I'd rather be dead than here yeah um just because i'm so curious because i have to fucking ask what got you into skydiving you know uh i had an ex-girlfriend take me on a tandem when i was 28 years old okay was she like good flyer skydiver? no no no, no. Neither, oh, okay. neither one of us were yeah. skydivers it was just like i had dropped it like i was like you know i kind of want to go skydiving for in the future not like anytime soon and then it was my birthday it was like wake up we're going to the the drop zone and i was just like hell yeah fuck yeah like couldn't couldn't wait i was like yes and uh had a good breakfast went to the drop zone i was just so excited like obviously nervous a little bit but i was just like this is gonna be so much fun like i can't even wait and it was nice weather beautiful day Jumped out and I immediately wanted to sign up for AFF. I was like, I got- in free fall. No, no, no. As soon as I landed, I was okay. like, I want to sign up for AFF. I want to do this. I want to get my my license. But at the time, my life was more climbing focused. I was definitely rock climbing all the time in the gym, five to six days a week, going on trips around the world, shooting photos, and just climb, climb, climb. And I was just like, you know, maybe it's just gonna put it on the back burner. Well, that relationship ended with climbing and my ex-girlfriend, and I was like, it's time. Wow. And then I found, ironically enough, I found an iFly voucher for 500 bucks on Craigslist for 200 bucks. bought that, which what I think at the time was like basically like 45 minutes or something like that, and I flew all of it, like 
within three days or something like that. And yep. I just kept buying more. <laughs> Outside of skydiving? Outside. You, this was even before I started AFF. Wow. So you um, got a taste for you It was the middle of winter. AFF and you got, I mean, you got a taste of for a tandem. Yeah. You've been under a parachute. Two years later. You've been in free fall. I did the, found the, the voucher on Craigslist. Two years later, and it was the dead of winter. It was like January or something in Colorado. It was just frigid. Was, so you say found it, but you obviously oh, I were on Craigslist. I searched skydiving on Craigslist and found the iFly indoor voucher. It was a $500 voucher for $200 because this guy bought his family and were, were, thought he was crazy, and they said, no way, we're going to do that. <laughs> and look at us now. I know, right? Hell yeah to that guy's lame family. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um it was the same for me uh actually in the sense of under parachute before we landed i was in yeah it's like hey what's going on here like well what he said did you ever i doubt you met mikey right you moved here Mm -mm. he moved away um but we we thought we were under parachute and he goes welcome home like hey we can talk again meaning like we're coming back to earth and i was like you know what dude you're right i am home mm-hmm. like, i'm i'm gonna fly parachutes i'm gonna skydive as soon as we landed aff days late i mean three days later it wasn't like a question you know that's awesome yeah i wish my gap was a lot shorter took me two years um a lot of things in my life culminated mm-hmm. into that into that moment you know i was i, I went for I went in tandem on my 18th birthday mm-hmm. because my older sister did that on her 18th and I was like, as soon as that happened, she went like we shared a group of friends and I was a bit younger than the group. And she went on her 18th with like that group. And I was so I felt Ooh. like I missed out so bad that I was just like I booked it before I turned 18. Mm-hmm. And then the the professional athlete action sports side of me who like I've known skydiver. I've known like I knew free flying existed, mm-hmm. right? I knew people who could fly head down already, and you know Fritz from like Flyboys and Burnquist from Mega Ramp, and he would let it would be in Brazil, and he'd do a he'd do a demo jump and fucking do a, a crazy toggle whip ninety onto the onto the <laughs> onto the flat bottom, yeah. and then skate the event. Oh, and I'm that's like, sick. that's sick as fuck. Travis Pastrana, of you know, course, I did like Nitro Circus. He was stuff. A, actually a pretty big inspiration for me when I was first starting out. I was watching all the Nitro Circus videos, seeing them down in Panama, base jumping, and all, all, all sorts of crazy, all of his crazy stunts. The the uh, bike into the Grand Canyon. Yep. Uh, Matt Hoffman doing, you know, I don't know if it's double or triple backflip, but BMX that same kind of thing telling crazy stories you know doing a double backflip off of a cliff and then something from his pants getting stuck on his pedal and trying to kick it off and then getting his you know base canopy out and it's like a measly tandem it's like yeah (laughs) let's i can learn how to do this let's go yeah um absolutely sucked at flying so i'm interested that you did you did like 45 minutes before aff one Oh, I think I did like close to three hours in the tunnel before I did AFF one. So you were because I started in the middle of winter and I waited till April to actually like go get my license. Where was this? Colorado. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. you're zipping. Yeah. 
Did you fail AFF at all? No. Okay, I would have roasted no, the shit out of no, you. No. Three hours, I was like, you, you're you able to focus. You don't worry. You're not working. Mm. Doing 90s is, is like, was nine, was it fun to do 90s in the sky? Oh, yeah. It was so easy. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. That feeling, the difference between sitting on air versus falling, falling through, through it. it. I remember the first, now it's less. Now it's, yeah. I can't feel the difference as much anymore. But when it was happening the first time, I was like, the first 90, and then I caught it, and then came back, I was like, wow, this yep. is different, this is different. This is what control is. Falling through very thin air right now, because the tunnel, <clears throat> the tunnel, the molecules, you heat up. And dense. Yeah. Yeah. That, that thin, upper, atmospheric sky, man, it's different. It's crazy. It is. You have to do both at the beginning. Yes. To ever, I think, have that realization. I agree. 100%. So it's rare. Yeah. Because skydivers hate tunnel flying. At least they yeah. used to. I don't know anymore. Yeah, I, think I still it's know a lot that hate it. And it's always the ones don't who don't do it. They don't want to spend the money. It's the ones that don't do it. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest... The biggest... Uh, what do you call it? Misconception about mm-hmm. tunnel flying, whatever. Um, I think if it was priced reasonably, like, and I mean, if we ignore all the factors that come into it, if we got it for like, you know, a co- at 50 cents a minute, mm-hmm. um, people would realize how incredibly easy flying is. Because mm-hmm. to a certain extent, we get to a certain point and then it's like, oh, flying is actually... But like the the forward. the basics. Yeah, the basics. Yes. Of you know, up down forward backwards feet even a bit you know maybe we'll take twenty five percent of people would be on their head like pretty quickly you know it doesn't take more than two okay think of a sport like golf or skateboarding or basketball or uh, gaming even. Mm-hmm. Do it for 300, 400, 500 hours. How good are you going to be? You're 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 probably not even in like the middle average competitive no, player base. Bottom. If you fly 300 hours in a tunnel, I mean, you very well could be one of the best in the world right now with the way that with the way the sport works. Could be. Like, you know, it, at least yeah. in that at least okay. Mid tier. I agree. I agree. That was that was top 10%? Probably. That's it's that's fair. That's a fair yeah. maybe high estimate, mm-hmm. and that's three hundred like that's three hundred hours. Yeah, right. So if it was cheap, yeah, let's a uh, lot of people do the math on that. Though, a lot quick. of people would be really fucking good. Should we do seven hundred an hour? Seven hundred an hour? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's about what it's oh, running. Oh shit! You doing seven hundred? Two hundred ten thousand dollars for. 300 hours for 300 hours yeah so nobody's you know there's like a few people that do that that can do that Mm -mm. um yeah so if that was if if 300 hours was given to every skydiver i mean the level of flying would be astronomical immense compared to where it is so like that's like the Right now, our brains are like, oh, 15 minutes, three hours. We say, oh, that's a lot because of the because of the money associated. Mm-hmm. But if you take off the money, man, there's few sports that you can have that much fun in like 20 hours. 
Yeah. 50, 50, 60 hours. Like, dude, you go play. It opens up a whole different world of skydiving if you just did that. Yeah. Like, I could see someone get, you know, 5,000 skydives and they could be all fun jumps and they'd be a shredder and you put them in a tunnel. If they've never been in a tunnel, they're just going to bounce off the walls. They're going to get wrecked. Yeah. Yeah. Most likely. They'll probably, they'll have some control, but it won't be that like minute precision that you need for the tunnel for sure. Like you're, you're on your head and it's like you're standing on the ground. Like if you need to move left, you can. If you need to move right, like maybe even better because you have all this up and down, like you can, you can turn on a dime Mm -hmm. once you get it and it doesn't go away because it's only your body. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you're not controlling a skateboard. You're not controlling a ball to go do something. It's literally like you move your hand here. You feel the air, yep. you know, and that's you in the, it's you in the wind. Easy. Yeah. That's what I love about it. It's great. Just, man. just me and the wind. Are you doing the follow the leader competition? Of course yeah. I am at iFly Ocean. I should Fun. go. I should go you to should that. You should come for I sure. Go to that. It's going to be amazing. There's a lot of really talented flyers coming and it's just like, we're just going to go have fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it will already have happened by the time that this comes out. Wait, what? When does it? Is it it's this, this Sunday. Sunday? Yeah. 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 Because I have, I have, yeah, this will be out and that would have already, uh, it would have already happened. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. You should definitely come. Um, You slipped in that you traveled the world as a climbing photographer yeah. slash climber. Yeah. Like really kind of nonchalantly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know any of that. Oh yeah, I knew you were into. It. I knew you. I posted a story one time at Vital, and you just went fucking ew. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're like gross. Get out of that fucking building. Yeah. That chalk infested yogi. Yeah, gross granola building. No, you didn't say all that. Pretty much though, I did. Yeah, I could feel and it. It's just a little salt, I guess. And I'm just teasing you. Like I'm not gonna be like you know, don't go climbing. It's the worst fucking thing ever. But yeah. like, I have experienced that through life you know and been in many gyms and climbed many hours inside probably not in that you know ten thousand hours or anything but i would say about half of that yeah in, in just climbing on plastic inside and <laughs> climbing I, on plastic yeah uh, i've never heard the, these like uh climber yeah radio, yeah yeah you know. yeah You've definitely done some outdoor climbing. I've definitely done a lot of outdoor yeah. climbing as well. Been in Australia, China, South Africa, France, Switzerland, all over the United States. Where would you Canada. say your favorite South back Africa back then? Like your favorite climbing culture to kind of embed yourself in outside of the states or at least Colorado? That would have been like so- as far as like location wise. No, like like uh the people and like the climbing culture there south africa yeah Mm -hmm. is that kind of is it also it's usually paired with some of the best climbing also yeah and people kind of well in south african locals are just awesome and they're just so kind and like they're like hey we're gonna go climbing over here you guys want to come like yeah where it's like sometimes in the united states like people are just like you would never even get a word out of somebody you just see them in passing not like a hay hazard day or like where are you guys from or anything like that. It's they're like, here, have a beer, you know, like we're gonna go climb this thing over here and we're gonna have a Barbie like a uh, a braai later. Mm-hmm. Come on by. It's just like, what? well, I've yeah. also found that the farther I am from home, the nicer, the more hospitable. 
Except for North Korea. People are. Oh, I haven't I haven't ventured that far. <laughs> yeah, neither. <laughs> I haven't I ventured that far. I can't say. I can't speak on it. I can't on, say either, actually. <laughs> I've never been there. But, yeah. uh, but, like, once they f- once people find out that you're from, like, God knows fucking where, mm-hmm. like, why are you here in this, like, little zone? You know, you have no reason being in this rural area. Like, you're from California. Like, are you okay? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I found... The deep, the deeper I am in the woods, so to speak, the more, the nicer, I mean, people have taken me in and like Mm -hmm. really taken care of me kind of all over the world from that. And I also feel the same, like more, you'd be more likely to help someone who's like from way but fuck nowhere. Mm -hmm. And they're just like out on a limb, like they can take all the help that they can get. What's going on in the, in the area. I mean, just to give you an example uh, we were down there with a pretty big group of Americans and probably like two weeks into the trip and we'd already been there for two weeks. So I was kind of confused as to how this happened. But uh, one of the guys, actually a group of the guys, I think there was like three or four of them in this car, a little tiny rental car in South Africa. We're three hours from Cape Town, three, north okay. of Cape Town, okay. middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, they get they they get done climbing for the day. They all sent this like really hard problem. They all did it. They were like super amped. They get back on the road to drive back to the cottages that we're all staying in, and just through sheer excitement, forgot what country they were in and started driving on the normal our normal side of the road, and which is you know the right side for us. Yeah, but down yeah. there it's the left side of the yeah. road. So they were driving head on collision. One of my buddies, like, broke his arm, broke his leg. Uh, this other, um, the, there was a girl in there that wasn't buckled up. She got all cut up, banged up. But my buddy that, like, really busted himself up was, like, needing to go to a hospital, like, immediately. Yeah. Uh, it was a three-hour ambulance ride just to get to him. Yeah. The, the nearest ambulance took three hours to get there, and they wanted cash in hand to come up there to pick him up. Wow. And we were like, we they wanted 30,000 rand, which is, I can't even remember. At the time, it was, I, I have no idea, probably like $8,000 US roughly, something like that. And none of us had that amount of cash. But the lady, Charity, who is an absolute saint, an angel, she just was like, I got the cash. Come get it. We'll, we'll work it out later. Fucking. She's from there. She lives there. She runs the like whole area. Okay. Um, she runs like she has like thirty or forty cottages like littered throughout her land. Um, where this place is called Rocklands, and it's just like probably the best rock climbing okay, I've ever. I, I just have to stop you because climbing at Rockland and getting a donation from a girl called Charity is pretty funny. To yeah, me. yeah. She's she's you know like uh, the mom of the yeah. like whole establishment and just making sure we're all okay. But like that just like goes to show like how nice south africans are and they just are so willing to help out i'm sure there's some people that are like oh fuck south africans well but, she really helped that yeah. image you know without yeah. her it might be it yeah. sounds like the it opportunity been a, for an that. awful situation uh, yeah. yeah um and then you know got him got him down in the hospital he ended up you know they got all his bones set again and everything and like there was another the other dude in the oncoming car had to go in the ambulance with him because he accidentally bit half of his tongue off so his tongue was like hanging it was brutal yeah that sorry to laugh insane. but like yeah well, it's, it's just a long wild enough story go, long right enough time ago everyone's okay yeah it was a long time ago 
and everyone was okay. Yeah, but it was just <laughs> nuts. It's uh, when you're in a when you're in one of the opposite driving uh, countries, mm-hmm. um, parking lots and crossing the street. Yeah, you're looking the wrong way are, a- every time. It's so hard. You're like, I need to look. Which which way? <laughs> like once you get going on the road, usually like it's chill. Yeah, you yeah. you get the vibe of it. You know, you can't turn right on a red, but yeah. like you can work that out pretty quickly. Yeah, it was but, a little stressful my first time there. It was my first time driving in a country on the wrong side of the or the the other side of the road, and I just traveled from Colorado, which was like Denver, L.A., L.A., London, nine hour layover. And then down to Cape Town. All in all, it was like 42 hours of travel. And after that, I had to get in a rental car and learn how to drive on the other side of the road for yeah. three hours. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah. That's super rough. But it was fine. Um, I went to Kimberley, South Africa. Oh, nice. One time. And I'm curious why you didn't fly to Johannesburg from like LAX. Oh, I mean, it's just... Cape Town was way closer to be at than it's only three hours north of Cape Town. Joburg's like nine hours away or something like that. It's a lot further. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Whereas like looking back, it would have been sick to fly to Joburg, hop on that blue line train that they have. There's like a luxury train that's like relatively priced. It's super fun that just goes from Joburg to Cape Town. And it just travels like through the super scenic South Africa. Johannesburg's cool. It, yeah. I didn't go to Cape Town. One of my boys went. Maybe it's two. awesome. I regretted it not going. It is amazing. I mean, they went like shark cage, car cage diving, diving yeah. skydiving. Skydiving, like, paragliding, speed flying, base jumping, rock climbing. Uh, there's like kiteboarding. I mean, it's just got everything. And it's gorgeous. And yeah. there's so much good food. So much good food. Man. Yeah. I've always wanted that blue line. What'd you call it? I think the it's track? like I think it's the blue line. I don't even I don't know something um, star blue line. I don't know. Yeah, pretty train ride. Yeah, I that's like one of the only real regrets that I have travel wise was not taking one of those mm-hmm. fourteen hour train rides that were just supposed to be awesome. Yeah, it's not too Man. late. Yeah, I know. I know. I'll I'll probably end up doing it. I have it. plans to do them. I was travel I was just like alone. I got separated from the group I was with. I was like going from Amsterdam to Spain. Mm-hmm. Just like I would have done a train. Oh my. Yeah. Man, now that I now it that It would have been probably multiple trains you have to get on and off. Now that I know what I know. Mm-hmm. Man, I mean that if the flight wasn't flight was 60 euros for like Yeah, that's the problem. 30 minutes from right now. Yeah. Like, ah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But man, and the train would have taken like a whole day. 14 hours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember yeah. looking at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not too bad. But I definitely still have plans to do like a pretty, like I want to do that that line in South Africa. There's a couple other that I was looking at, but one of my favorite movies is actually the Darjeeling Limited. Don't know it. It's a Wes Anderson film. It's about these three brothers that kind of go on a journey of uh, enlightenment and they're they're looking for someone and- I don't want to give away too much. Yeah, but fair enough. It's it's a really good Wes Anderson movie, I think. I think it's a good guy movie to watch. Yeah. Especially if you have brothers. I do. Yeah. Well, one. Yeah, yeah. but we're yeah, I only have one brother as well. But yeah. yeah. It's a pretty cool flick, and it's mostly going through India on a train. So it was very colorful and scenic and like, you know, Wes Anderson movies, they always kind of have like a nostalgic feel to them. 
So at least I get that. I don't I don't know Wes Anderson. No, films. really. Royal Tenenbaums. Nope. Uh, I've never heard of Moonrise Wes Anderson. Kingdom? Really? Or wow. any of these movies. You, and I like movies. I think you would like his stuff. Yeah. You know, I I like movies. Oh, like you probably... Uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Heard of that one. Yeah. Life Aquatic. Nope. I thought you were going to say The Life of Pi, and I was getting ready nope, to be excited because no. <laughs> I've at least seen it. No. Not that it was my favorite. All of his movies are super unique, and once you've seen one, you, you get kind of a good feel of how they are. That's uh, and they all have like five star actors in them. I love Christopher Nolan films. Yeah, they're good. That's probably my favorite. That's probably my favorite director. He's most, most unique. Yes. Well, what I, was his I most take recent that one? back. Uh, I forget. Was it Tenet? One word. Tenet. Yeah. I was gonna say. Tibet, I was gonna say Tenet. Like, yeah. Tenet was phenomenal. I love. Yeah. I need to watch it again. I would. I would. I was thinking about having a Tenet watch party for everyone who's already seen it once. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't understand it the first time. Exactly, because yeah. like, you can't, you can't watch that movie once. It's like an Inception kind of. Mm-hmm. Even the only reason I kept up with Interstellar is because I was a fucking discovery channel nerd since i was born like mm-hmm. i knew like all those late night space crazy yeah crazy i don't want to say documentary but shows the cosmos and time relativity space and gravity and black hole like i knew in black holes like i knew all the con- i knew all the the concepts already so like i'm going on you know fucking catching catching a rift off the off the black hole i'm like yeah they're gonna lose mm-hmm. this little maneuver is gonna yeah, cost us 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude yeah um what a great flick yeah and the um traveling is amazing how young were you i mean what what got you moving when I was traveling, yeah, like, dude, I actually got like super lucky. And in high school, I went to, I actually got, I went to an art science magnet high school. Oh wait, 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 art science, art and science like magnet high school. What does that mean? It just means that you're like instead of having to take like a ton of algebra if you don't want to, you could like take pottery or oh, oil okay. painting or drawing or art history or something like that. Anyway, all right, we I guess they got some cool. sort of government backed program where they were offering these super cheap trips to go to Europe that like the teachers put together and that the teachers would be there basically paid for the flights and the hotel and stuff it was all in the all the museum passes and everything so it was like the first time I went we went to Italy for like 13 days or something like that and it was all bus tour like we just bust from like Milan down to like, I don't even know where like we went everywhere Venice Rome a bunch of different places and went to like every museum i th- i think in the country <laughs> wow um it was cool i saw a ton of art the next trip london paris and madrid same thing more trains though that's where i kind of was like i fell in love with train journeys i was like these trains are sick yeah you like i mean you like you gotta like the shittiness a little bit a little bit and they're not perfect i was young and like just like you know, fuck it, go with the flow. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. more museums. But that's when I saw like a lot of the art that I was more into, just or more interested in Picasso's Dalí's, like you know, like the trippy kind of like, is this what? How did they come up with this out of their head kind of stuff? I wasn't so much into the super 
like uh, I don't even know what period it was. Like yeah, a lot of the art in Italy was just very like um, classic, I guess. Yeah, but I did get to see the statue of David, which was pretty cool. The uh, Italy's huge on the checklist for me. You never, I never went. It's unique, <clears throat> you know, like Italy, um, France, mm-hmm. and also and also Madrid. I've been to other places in Spain, mm-hmm. but those man, those three would be would be so cool. But traveling, not for a reason, is hard. Is really hard for me. Like I, I really Just be a tourist. Yeah, I, I don't like if I had. I mean, it's. It's hard to, to to feel like you have money and time to burn because technically I've had like times in my life where like I've had money and time to burn and I don't go fuck yeah. off somewhere random. Yeah. Like that's just not what that's not how my brain works. Mm-hmm. So like I'm kind of the same boat. Like I'm not going to just go to, you know, Brussels to hang out for a week with nothing to do as far as like. <laughs> what we normally do what it would take for me to actually do that is like so much so much money at once that my brain would just be like you should fuck off for a week mm-hmm. like that's the only that's the only way i could conceivably yeah if you just need to disconnect yeah and you're just like i need to go throw my phone in a hotel room and not look at it for a week Man, you just sleep in the hotel room. That's it. Like I, you're out doing something every day. I've been better at that lately. But one time I was in, one time I was in Spain alone. But I was skydiving. Yeah, like, every day at uh, Imperia Brava. It was like that was really what changed. That was what changed my mm-hmm. skydiving for sure. It was like before that trip and then after that trip was mm-hmm. completely different experiences for me skydiving. Um, but. I guess there was a terrorist attack in Paris, mm. you know, and this was a couple oh, of years ago. Yeah. yeah. And I was, you know, pretty close. I was in Spain. So whatever, you know, a hop, skip and a jump. I didn't hear about the attack. I didn't talk to I mean, My phone was dead for like eight days. I didn't talk to anyone. I didn't do any. My family was like tripping. Thanksgiving was coming. I <laughs> said I'd be home by then. And I like just basically fucked off completely mm-hmm. man so i miss me i miss that yeah I mean, it's been a while yeah, it's, since it's, i've done that it's uh i was just watching the aziz ansari new his new special on netflix and it was like you know what are you guys doing to like limit your phone time and he he just admitted to like he went and got a flip phone and so like you know he's got to do the like t9 texting like old school like pressing all the numbers and stuff but he said he loves it like deleted all of his social media Somebody else runs it now, but, you know, he doesn't have to deal with it. And it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. But, I mean, at this day and age, it's like, well, either, I don't, I think maybe either you're in or you're out. I think that's maybe a good way to, yeah. like, if you're going to have an iPhone and really use it to its capability, like, limiting screen time isn't really an option no because it's not, not going to do anything you're just going to tell it to shut up and go away you're not done yet your uh your emails your zoom calls your facetime you're connecting with your family i mean so many things are done through it that it's like mm-hmm. how are, how are you gonna limit your 
I mean, how, how are you going to function in the world anymore? Yeah, I mean, especially now in... With ma- you got Google Maps, you got your grocery list is in there, you know, like your telephone. Do you keep notes in your phone? Uh, Some, not like nothing. I actually keep notes on paper. Yeah. Like I have a note, like I have a notebook. Yeah, I have a notebook too. Right there. Yeah, especially it, with all the other stuff that we're going to talk about here soon. I can't, I don't remember typing. Like if I type it, I don't remember it. Yeah. If I write it, I feel like I can remember it better. Mm-hmm. Like... I mean that's what why they had us write everything with our with our hands when we were in school. Have you seen that thing called the Remarkable? Mm-mm. Man, it's like What's an that? electronic, but it feels like paper. Oh, it feels like paper. Yeah, and, and it saves it, and it's just like an infinite notebook with like file sorting, and but oh, it's like as much as an cool. iPad, and all it does is that is right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, jump in, uh, jump into NFTs. Why not? Uh, yeah, let's get in it. The Actually, I actually have that same notebook, but mine's red. Oh, where did I get it? Moleskin. Where did I get it? Barnes and Noble, maybe. Yeah, probably. Um, I, think I got mine on Amazon. The, uh, but the 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 least interesting part of NFTs are the art. And Some. I, and I think that's what. Well, you're right. The le the. It's. It's a lot more than art. I think that's a better it's a better oh, way it's to put way it. Way more than just the art. Okay, that's yeah. like something that is kind of like you can't that's like the argument. Like yeah. you can't disagree with it. The art is cool, but like I still think if you asked if you did it like 99% of people wouldn't know what a smart contract is. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. So that's like that's a big deal. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. That's a that's a really big deal. I'm a firm believer that that's actually a no. It is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your? I mean, you have a decent NFT portfolio. It's decent, yeah. If you want to just like say whatever you want to say about like your portfolio and maybe like what got you, what pulled the trigger. What pulled the trigger as far as like I'm gonna start doing this like all yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, I guess. I don't know if there was like a single moment, but the moment that I was like, oh, this stuff is real is just like, I guess, I don't even know. <laughs> Let me go back. Actually, today my buddy said it great, or yesterday we did a Twitter space, and I think it was A-Raz uh, in my alpha group who was like, you know, I was, I what I realized this was something big is when he was sitting in a discord, someone came in with a board ape as a profile picture and people acted like he pulled up in a Ferrari. Okay. And that's when he realized this is big. Okay. And I was like, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. That that does make sense. And if, if you guys listening don't know Twitter spaces is, is, I mean, that's how much, that's how much NFT space is adapting mm-hmm. technology. Like, Twitter Twitter Spaces is a new feature on Twitter where there's just a really big group chat basically where you can there's a speaker like a host and then you can the whole everybody who joins can take turns speaking and giving presentations and and whatnot so like hosting a Twitter Space is actually like really huge in the in yeah. the NFT space um, the the new hexagon profile picture thing twitter blue 
I think is a really good addition. And I think it that came from what you just said, that thing that got everybody's eyes, you know, mm -hmm. lighting up yeah. is when he changed it to the profile <clears throat> picture. Then, then the issue immediately came of like right clicking, mm -hmm. right clicking an NFT, basically screenshotting it and then posting that as your, like, how do you verify these? Like you pull up in a Ferrari, it's a Ferrari. You yeah. have a, you have a, a, a board ape as your profile picture. It could be the, could be you're you, not the owner unless you want to go look at their profile on I I don't know if it's EtherScan or whatever but EtherScan yeah yeah mm -hmm. um then you verify it well that it way. would it would kind of be like go go find the OpenSea wallet that it's in but then they might not even have their name attached to their OpenSea wallet it, or it might be in their vault which is a, like usually on a ledger or something along those lines, which if you know what a ledger is, nope. a ledger is essentially a cold wallet. Yep. Okay. I know what that so is. So it's like a physical wallet that looks like a little USB thumb drive, but basically all it really is in the end of the day is a two factor authentication that is physical that you need to do to be able to interact with that wallet. Like, versus a hot wallet which is like online it stuff can be in and out of there super easily well i think cold wallets are going to become very popular super popular soon. ledger is about to make a lot of money <laughs> it's a huge space yeah it's about to be um i don't know if it was in the billions but the crypto scams this year was oh I think in yeah multi billion it's it's a multi billion yeah. dollar industry mm -hmm. right now it's a wild west out there yeah um, we that's got bad. we got um, pump and dumps we got honey pots what's a honey pot a honey pot is basically uh, a fake coin that yep. you know people will start buying into and but they can't pull their money out like you'll be able to buy it but you won't be able to pull it out wow yeah. Yeah, the rug pulls. The rug the, pulls. There, there's crazy. Yeah. There's crazy shit going on. Um, but what got me, I don't have. I, I mean, I own one NFT, but it's because Tony Hawk released a trick collection of mm -hmm. tricks that he retired, mm -hmm. and I wanted a certain one, and it was a mystery box, mm -hmm. and I bought it. Cause, cool. Because I mean, I'm, you know, kind of close with Tony in that kind of yeah. career and life and. The trick I wanted was one that I did in a run that I got an X Games medal. It kind of is part of my whole story. So I was like, ah, I'm going to buy that one. Yeah. But um, really what made me immediately understand that the NFT marketplace was a real thing and it was going to remain a real thing um, is I played C CSGO a lot in 2020, early 2020. Mm -hmm. um, and I got educated on the skin trading system that basically the player base mm -hmm. was in control of in certain rarities of the skins that you would have like each skin wasn't just a skin some of them had stickers that someone put on and then that sticker was discontinued because that company went out of business so like a certain AK47 with an i buy power sticker because they got caught up in a scandal was now worth thousands of dollars hmm. and i and i bought a knife I bought a butterfly knife mm -hmm. for like 300 bucks at a certain, like it was better for me to spend 300 bucks than 100 because that, that rarity of the one versus 100, the, the quality was so low mm -hmm. that it wasn't going to retain any like trading value. So I, so I bought the $300 one. Then a year later I made like 400 bucks off of it 
because because it was one of the nice ones. Mm-hmm. And so then, that's like May. It's like that was July, August. That was August of 2020. So I was like primed up for that NFT boom mm-hmm. mentally. I didn't buy any. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, oh, rarity, blockchain, like. Yeah, I get I get what's going on here, and then, then the smart contracts hit. Like without without smart contracts, without utility, mm-hmm. like I still understood the just the the trading aspect yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, as it, as I'm, I kind mean, it, it's like baseball cards and basketball cards and all that stuff. As far as like normal contracts go, just like you're writing a contract, but smart contracts is like a different realm. Well, it's, it's, uh, like it kind of, you don't need lawyers. No. It gets written instantaneous. It's written into, everything happens online instantly. Yep. As soon as a button, as soon as that contract is fulfilled, everything happens. Yeah. And the blockchain doesn't lie. And it can't be changed. It can't be. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a. That has huge implications in the world. Yes. I mean, that can be a deed for a house. Yep, that title can, to a car, yeah, birth certificate, death certificate, even almost wedding, more reliable certificate. Oh yeah, it's a hundred percent. It doesn't lie. It never lies, and it can't be it changed. It cannot lie. It cannot. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's can't good be, can, stuff. Can't be forged. No forgery. No, and then. The way that it blew up is is interesting to me because the technology is good enough that it seems like the art side of things wouldn't blow up first. But, you know, I've seen really good art turn like the project just doesn't do well. Mm-hmm. Community is crap. You know, like it just tanks. It goes to nil, you That's know. Good point. But I've also seen absolute dog shit art go to a 10th floor in a matter of a week or two. What's the, uh, I could be wrong because I don't know, I don't know art history really much at all, but some of those old timey paintings, right, that are worth quadrillions of dollars mm-hmm. are not the greatest pieces of art ever made. Mm-hmm. But it's the timing, it's the culture, it's the artist, it's mm-hmm. the community, it's what it represents, and that's where we're at in Web three right now. Yeah, and, and as a as a young tech guy, I would happily instead of having just like a regular painting on my wall, I would happily have an electronic uh, frame displaying yeah. an NFT with its real time value changing under it based on whatever rarity floor prices connected to the internet maybe cycling through different nfts maybe playing a gif over and over yeah um it sounds awesome or even in a in the sense of like doing computer work and when vr takes another step Mm -hmm. and we can hang out we could do this right you're at home in your vr headset and i'm here or wherever and my office is in fucking space. Yep. Like we're on the moon or whatever. Um, I would be on like Everest or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. But there's also within that space, there's a picture hanging on the wall. Mm-hmm. 
and that's the one that I own, and that's real. I mean, it would be as real as hanging it here. Yeah. I like that And that idea. seems to be kind of where the metaverse is going right now is like installation, g- gallery installations. It's like, it sounds like it's going to be full of like hundreds of galleries full of NFT art. Like I haven't seen much else as far as like what else is going on. Like I, I own an Adidas uh, metaverse pass and I have no idea what they're doing with it yet. You know, it's like supposed to be some sort of something. Get me access to somewhere, some, sometime. Sandbox pissed me off. Yeah, dude. I don't really know much about Sandbox. On it. I mean, I know about Sandbox, but I've never played, been that in it. me off. I don't yeah. know if the secondary market or however it's going to Decentraland. Age. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to age, but I know that the land was worth $50 a pop for like four years. Yeah, and now it's like... Can't afford four it. Four ETH for, yeah. the, for like a cheap one in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that, you yeah. know. Man. Yeah. Um, so the so you have a as as the shirt you have yeah, on I have is a, a mutant mutant ape. I own a mutant ape. Mutant ape three nine one six. You got that number. Yeah, you got that number yeah, memorized. It's, I mean, it's just like it's yeah. Part if, of me now. If someone said, like, what's another? What's a number of an ape that is like one of the higher clout ones? Do you know? Uh uh-uh, no. Okay, you only know yours. Yeah, I just you're know like mine. oh, you own twenty one ninety four. There's ten thousand board apes and there's. Right now, I think there's 17 point something, 17.8, I think, uh, thousand mutant apes. I are, think in total, there's 20,000 to be made, though. Are you, is there any, like, integral differences between mutant and board? Apes are apes. All apes are apes. Okay. Um, now. The YC. Clout if it's wise, y, If it's YC, you're, you're yeah. in. Well, not necessarily. There's a bunch of other bullshit yacht yacht club okay wannabes out there we're talking basie and macy yeah those are the two that's it okay yeah um basie's got way more clout i mean the floor when i looked this morning was like 95 eth it's it's close to there's only close and, there, to and there's ETH. only like 30 or 26 or something yeah i, I saw mean, it on twitter this morning yeah. that are under 100 eth floor yeah yeah and mutants pumped up to like 19 point Five nineteen point eight today, and I'm sure it'll be. Well, I called it yesterday, actually, in my alpha group that I'm in, which I'll talk about here in a little bit. Uh, I was like, "Dude, mutants are going to twenty ETH floor, guaranteed." And, oh yeah, yeah. I, and it, I, the floor at the time was like sixteen something like that. I was like, "We're going. We'll be there tomorrow." I see a twenty ETH floor. Once Basie hits that hundred ETH mm-hmm. floor, I mean, that's kind of how crypto seems to work. It yeah. watches the top dog, and then yep. everything chases aggressively. Mm-hmm in a sprint yeah and then everyone kind of gets off the high and it settles and yeah um there's utility coming for the basie family too so there's going to be some sort of tokenomics that are coming out for it you'll be able to earn some token i don't know what they're calling it yet it could be ape coin could be bananas who knows either would be pretty good yeah. names that's um, actually and then you know your board apes will earn a certain amount and then Mutants will earn a certain amount. The Candle Club will earn a certain amount. Uh, Candle Club, it's they're cool and all. I don't I have one. I don't particularly like them. I have some friends that have them. Um, there's they will supposedly earn tokens as well, though. So, uh, so besides the token, I know the Board Ape Yacht Club has like meetups. Yeah, are those real life meetups? Yeah, are those like important in the community? I think so. Yeah. Like for you, to you. I have not been to one yet. 
Um, I'm I'm still relatively new in the space. Like I bought my mutant in, at the beginning of November, like at, when the floor was like four ETH. Had I been in the NFT space See, earlier, that's like six weeks. Is it only six weeks? No, wait, what? Oh no no no! November okay. the, or like the, like the beginning, the beginning of beginning of November. Oh, okay, okay. We're talking yeah. like two and a half months ago. Yeah yeah. So and I was in oh. NFTs at the beginning of October or something like that. Okay. So like, had I been been uh, less skeptical and gotten in it earlier last year. Probably would have bought a board ape. Probably would have bought a bunch. Who knows? Yeah. But I was late to the game. But I've learned so much in the last three months, and it's mostly to do to this alpha group that we started in uh, Hate Beasts. If you've ever heard of Hate Beasts NFT, it's a fairly large group. I mean, like the server had at one point, they maxed it out at 500,000 people, slowly dwindling a little bit now that it's already minted out. Uh, the full collection is minted. Reveal is actually happening on the first, which we're all looking really like really looking forward to. And Hate Beast is kind of like a driving towards like fashion and a little bit of music as well. We're kind of still waiting to see where the roadmap's going to take us as far as the future with that project. But it's basically they're like super high end 8K rendered 3D board apes, but they have. You definitely more unique traits to them, like we're talking face tats, earrings, and jackets, hats, a lot sunglasses. Of, there's a lot of apes in the space. Now. A lot of apes in the space, well, and I don't even know where the whole ape thing came from. It'll change. Yeah, apes are still super popular though. They're they're really riding the board ape coattail. They really are. The whole, yeah. the whole it's a it's a derivative for sure, community. and it's a, it's a, the name even hape beast is the derivative of hype beast, which yeah. everyone knows. Yeah, double derivative. Double derivative. <laughs> yeah, but the community is huge. I met these like group of probably at the time ten or fifteen of us and hate beasts in, in the voice chat. Like I was just hanging out in the VC. Like, what's up? What's everybody doing? What are we, what are we talking about today? What other projects are you guys in? And it just got to the point where we needed to build our own Discord. And there's probably about forty five, maybe seventy people in there okay. at the current time. Some people are about to get the boot though for inactivity. We're trying to go through a purge right now. Basically, like if you if you don't bring something to the table, you're not gonna be, you know, allowed uh, I, to stay. I think that's good, especially for early mm -hmm. early health of the of the community, because you guys really try to bring as much as you can and learn as much as you can yes, from each other. Exactly. So it keeps 100%. you on your toes. It keeps everyone on their toes. We're all super laid back. We're super chill. We all help each other out. You know, whoever kind of gets lucky as far as in, if there's an invite contest in a, in a project and they get an invitation for the group, they, you know, they're going to get like 30, 40 invites immediately. That's kind of, but we're not like a join for join group. Um, it's called Zero XH Alpha. And if you follow us on Twitter, it's Zero XH underscore Alpha. We are coming out with, coming up with a way to, sort of start to be able to bring more people into it there will be probably some cost because it's gonna we have to do some work on our end to make sure that it's a, a safe reliable space for people to come in and get some good alpha yeah start building you know community within community kind of sort of thing and uh which know, is hard to do it's hard to do so harder we're, to build we're taking our time to build something that's worthwhile we don't want to just start letting people in and they have nothing nothing to give they're just take 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 you know it's harder to build and maintain a strong exactly. community with like let's say values mm -hmm. that then 
people think, especially in a in a money grab space. Like, exactly. Like NFT land. Yeah. Right now. Like I own an NFT. There's an NFT in my wallet that three of us own. Right. And then my other buddy, he's got one that three of us own. You know, like we all pitched in to buy it. And that's we're, cool. Like we're tossing ETH back and forth to each other. Whoever needs this for that. If someone needs a little liquid for something, but they ha- they're they trying to hold a very valuable NFT and you know they have it in their wallet, they're like, yeah, sure. Here's 0.5. Go mint that thing. You know, give me the 0.5 back after you flip it, you know, or something like that. That's cool. Yeah. It's super trustworthy. I have a, I have a buddy like that as mm-hmm. well who helped me get some like really low, really low priced, uh, gaming. One of the, one of the, I'm blanking on the keywords, but just basically gaming based. Mm-hmm. One of the, one of the web play to earn, play to earn. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, NFT that is completely for, sorry, NFT for branding Mm -hmm. in musicians and in like the way Gary Vee is doing it Mm -hmm. is so fucking cool. Yeah. I'm actually a part of a project called Chill RX and uh, it's kind of branching into that music scene right now and there's some grammy award-winning artists behind the project it is a really cool project i'm looking forward to that coming out it is so fucking cool Mm -hmm. because that's the part where building a community i mean that's that's hard work those are those are expensive tradable membership tokens Mm -hmm. those are buying your rights to to an artist uh discography Mm -hmm. like early things like that that are gonna make a few you know you invest in an artist early Mm -hmm. and they do the work and they get big and they blow up and they put out album after album and they do the thing Mm -hmm. you as a supporter can really be involved in that in a huge way in the beginning and kind of take the record label out of the equation yep I've heard I've heard things like that. The restaurant that's open. What's it called? Chill Fish Fish. Do you see that Gary V opened? A, oh oh yeah. The New um, York. Oh gosh, what are those NFTs called? Yeah, some fish. Fish fry. Fish fry. I don't even remember. But uh, my buddy was telling me about it. He bought like seven of them, and it's I, very good idea. I was like, it was like four fly e- fish. Fly fish. Yeah. I was gonna. I was looking at it. I was like, if it were four ETH, I was like, no way. I just can't afford it right now. Like, yeah. I just would tie up a lot of liquid that I don't want to tie up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But it is that is super cool. So, so all those kind of uses are. I mean, that's where that's where my head's at because I don't really care about winning or losing when it comes to to money. Like, mm-hmm. if I can eat and do what I love to do whatever like i'm i'm a kid mm-hmm. I'm, t- I'm, or I'm 24 did you see the mcdonald's tweet or like i don't even think i think it was elon tweeted at mcdonald's when whenever mcdonald's accepts crypto or something like that and then they were like we're thinking about it or something like that i don't know i didn't look into it but i heard about it yeah yeah just It'd be to, huge just i mean the piss. supposedly mcdonald's does accept bitcoin in el salvador because they have to yeah yeah yeah, I guess that's a. Oh, I didn't think about that being a catalyst in getting 
Mm-hmm. Starbucks then must. Starbucks is every corner of the fucking planet. It's true. You land in South Africa and you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You can go to Starbucks and yep. get a frappuccino and a muffin and exactly. feel like you're home for a second. Um, so they must accept Bitcoin. I guess. Over there. Yeah. Yeah. This the ups and the, the ups, ups and downs. downs. Yeah. The ups and downs. It's scarier from the outside than the yeah. inside. From what I from what I. Yeah. From what I now know about the crypto world. It's volatile. It's very volatile. It's volatile, but um, the the people in um, don't really seem to care. No. Only the people from the outside really make a huge deal out of the volatility. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I would definitely recommend getting in s- extremely – not – cautiously just slowly slowly definitely so you, slowly so you can don't over invest so you can watch it dump yep and go ah that's what that looks yeah. like yeah i was talking to tyler and i about buying crypto and i was like pretend like you just lost it all like it's not even there like yeah spend that much money yeah spend it like you're throwing it in the dumpster yep and if you can afford to lose that dumpster money then buy some crypto great yeah. yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. Yeah, in like November. And do your research. Like, don't buy some dog shit coin. I did. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Did you, did you buy what was on your hat earlier? Uh, Okay. No, I had some, I had a, do, a do, uh, Is that Shiba a Doge? Shiba, yeah. I had a Shiba, Shiba in you. So I did a backyard contest. Oh, yeah? Bird skating nice. contest that was, sponsor, it was sponsored by a crypto company called Nifty.io. Okay. Um, And I won it. Yeah. And I got 1250 in crypto. And he said, what do you nice. want? So I went on Coinbase, made an account, and I was like, give me some SHIB, bro. Yeah. Then I got SHIB, and, and then I moved it around mm-hmm. from there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I put my own money in on top of that. Yeah. And then watch everything tank. Yeah. Um, and I don't give a shit. Yeah, because you, you invested what you could afford to lose. Well, and I knew that uh, with that, I invested what I could afford to lose, but also enough to care Yeah. when it goes down. It's like this middle ground where it's like enough that it hurts. Mm-hmm. Like it hurts my feelings because then I learn and then that strikes a passion. It's like, okay, if I do this again, we're going to damn now. Either we're going to be right or we're going to have enough conviction where you just take your punches in the world and mm-hmm. sometimes you miss, you know, so... It was it was enough to where the next round, either the NFT space or the crypto space, like it's gonna be something that I really Yeah. I really wanna be a part of or at least like in a bigger way than just like fucking, you know, throw some money at it. You know, be a be a really big part yeah. in either the community or you know, like like the the things that I mentioned are really cool to me. Mm-hmm. Like that that space that that space of the NFT world, the gaming space. The gaming space is huge, and that's coming out. There's so many coming out left and right. Well, I think it would be awesome to be a great example of how cool, how sick a VR office could be. Like I, I like the, I really like the idea because yeah. I don't really see that. Any I've never seen that. No, but in my but in my head I get I get it. Like yeah. I've been bullish on VR for like five years. Yeah, you have. You yeah. you were over at my house playing 
VR one night. I remember that. I'm just pissed that, you know, the the funding doesn't match the capability. Because mm. I, I think if we put all our resources into VR, we'd ad- we'd adopt it as a society. At least the younger gamers. Oh yeah. So quickly, esports would change. Virtual media, like Zoom, Skype, those things would just change. Mm-hmm. Your relate your f- FaceTime that would change. Like, yeah. People don't understand what it's like to put on that headset. It's like you walk in, like what what uh, Solzenberg mm-hmm. mentioned, put it like, you walk through a door. Yeah. And now yeah. you're in a different room. Mm-hmm. It's like that's a great way to put it. I like, and I can't wait for that to be accessible. Well done on a large scale it will be well and then then that's where the blockchain web 3 nft land. Oh, yeah. that's where that really oh, yeah. makes a lot of sense to me yep and we have so many cool like layer two solutions coming out like what already, does that mean? Like, like there's layer one layer two and mm-hmm. layer three and like like web three basically oh, okay. essentially okay. so like Polygon Matic is basically kind of like a layer two solution to what we got going on with Ethereum and how high the gas prices are. It basically makes multiple branches off of the blockchain to help facilitate uh, speed and cost of gas. It's a different network, though. Is it likely that ETH is going to get flipped by like some other... like? I don't know. Solana has a bunch of uh, technological issues. Yeah. Like they crash. They're unreliable. Uh, yeah. They're cheap, but they're unreliable. I've seen, I've seen two crashes. Or not like, well, Solana crashed hard once, and then Solana was experiencing a lot of struggle on that last one, too. Mm-hmm. I haven't even looked at the price lately. I should probably consider maybe not holding so much anymore. Um, but it, it definitely dropped sub-90. Yeah, I, de- I know. I saw it. Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's um, bad. But, you know, I think in a lot of it, they had some network s- struggles in that but, last little dip. But as Iron Man would say, it made God bleed. Mm-hmm. You know, people looked at ETH all of a sudden with a bunch of holes in its in its plan. Yeah. It's slow. It's expensive. It's it's it has a grip. It's super expensive. It has a grip on almost it almost monopolized mm-hmm. like Web three. Yeah. Um. But as Web three as this space kind of inevitably tanks, as like the ninety percent ninety nine percent of the projects kind of don't have a proper tertiary market. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. Because even the secondary market's a little iffy, and then that third, yeah. Then all of a sudden, the ETH crashes, and it's kind of funny though. Like with ETH crashing a little bit lately, like you know, we saw we all saw it go down to like twenty two or twenty three or whatever it is right now. NFTs like didn't budge. Like they didn't like you didn't see NFT projects drop their floor prices at all. Like they pretty much stayed the same. They almost, uh, they almost kept. The ratio with USD. A little bit. Like, Bored Apes did. Like, yeah. they were like, oh, I'm only getting $200,000. I want three $300,000 for this one or whatever. But, like, for the most part, they kind of just keep the ETH. One ETH is one ETH, essentially. And in the, in the NFT funny, yeah. In the NFT space, at least. Like, it really is pretty rock solid. Like, if anything, look like, you know, we saw ETH come up to, like, 2400 bucks today, crash back down to, like, 22 or whatever it was at. And the price of mutants just 
kept going. Chilling, yeah. Yeah. One ETH is Just one ETH. Cr- cruising on up there. <laughs> well, that could be a good stabilizing. The only time place. you really see NFT marketplaces start to slow down and kind of crumble a little bit is when the price of ETH goes up because oh. they're wanting to liquidate so that they can go sell their ETH for USDC or T or whatever they want to do because they're maybe they're expecting it to come back down or something like that, you know. Is ETH in danger at all? I don't think so. No, okay. I don't think ETH is going anywhere. No, not anytime soon. With ETH 2.0 coming out too. Is that actually yeah, coming? Yeah, I mean, it's V2 like, is... I don't think you can make that many promises for that long and not not come through. People have already put millions of dollars already into ETH 2.0, staked it. It's just sitting there ready to go. You, they can't turn it back into ETH. It's ETH 2. It's not coming back to ETH. So it's sitting there. That's going to be it the biggest i mean like hundreds of millions of dollars that's gonna be the biggest crypto migration that's yeah ever network taken migration place. yeah yeah it's big but i'm curious as to how much better it will be once the whole network is onboarded and gas fees like what are they going to be are they going to be lower is supposedly are the transactions going to be faster supposedly I don't know though. I'm not like I'm not super into the that scene. Yeah. I just hear words. I'm just like trading pictures on the internet now. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have plans to to stay like you do you want that to be like your your full time like you want that to be your thing for It's a so while? funny cuz it doesn't even feel like a full-time job even though I sit at my computer for hours. But you like it enough where you're like yeah, you're going to wake up tomorrow and do that for the foreseeable future? Yeah, yeah definitely. Sick. It's super fun. I, I think with the 0xH alpha group that we have going on, there's other alpha groups out there, but like obviously I'm in this one, and I think it's one of the better ones. And I think the community that we've built, the friendship that I've made, even though I've never met any of these people, I've sent them stuff in the mail, like physical like stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, like, and I've gotten stuff in the mail from them too. Like I've bought like a rug. I got a rug made from my boy David, dot work by David, uh, that he handmade of my mutant ape. Oh, that's yeah, it's pretty sick too. It's it's awesome. And mine was like a pretty intricate mutant to be done, like like with a hand gun thing. I don't even know how he made it, but okay, it was, that's it was sick. it's sick. I'm gonna have yeah. to I'm gonna have to see that. And David has also has some awesome dot work that he does. Dot work. Like real fine print stippling drawings. Okay. Yeah. Takes them like 15, 20, 100 hours sometimes for a single piece that's not that, like, you know, however big. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, I feel pretty good about everything that we covered. I don't know how long. Yeah, how long have we been in here? Uh, hour 15. Not bad at all. No, that's, that seems just about, that seems just about perfect. Cool. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for coming. I really like this. You're the first person who asked to be on. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. I usually have to do a lot of work convincing, oh, no. convincing I wanted to people come in. to come by. Yeah. Um, so that was that was like 100% for sure. Um, super happy to um, – I'm super curious of this space, and I'll probably ask you to catch up in a couple of months because it, it's one of the spaces that changes – Oh, so day by day. I mean, a, a yeah. month is a year. Yeah. In in Web three right now. Oh yeah. Well, with Dude, a month is like t- 
two years. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It 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 changes fast. I'm really curious. I'm so curious of what's about. I'm always curious what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I would kind of watch from afar. Yeah. Kind of make my own plans from, you know, back here. Cause yeah. I just don't know where I fit in the yeah. space yet. And you know Discord, right? We yeah, use Discord all the time. Of course. So Discord went down today, actually, and the, fir- the first time I've ever seen it crashed completely. So the NFT space was just like, what do we do with our lives? But if you ever want to learn how to do this stuff with me, like buying and selling NFTs, it's all about Discord and Twitter, OpenSea, and MetaMask. And then there's some other tools, but... but. Do you know about Invisible Friends? Of course I know about Invisible Friends. Those are sick as fuck. They're sick as fuck. I I gave up. <laughs> and I have people... I have a bunch of other friends that are grinding the hell out of it, trying to get on that whitelist, and they're just... That bing bong? Yeah. I mean... That's what they call their white... They, that's what they call their whitelist. Yeah, list. I guess. I don't know. I, I gave up a long time ago. I was like, there's no way in hell I'm going to win. So... Or ba- get... Or earn it. Yeah. So basically, a whitelist is basically the chance to oh, mint. Oh, no, it is the mint. You're going to mint. You're on the list. It's like the list to get in the club, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. like, you're on the list. Your wallet is there. You're approved. You're good to go. You're going to mint. You're going to you're gonna get one for .08 or .1 or whatever it is to mint. Wow. Yeah. And, like, like with the Hate Beast, I did uh, – I mean, I was able to mint, too. I got the OG roll. I was in there on the server in day one, and I made a fan art video of me skydiving with the Hate Beast on my shirt. And they were like, this is insane. You're, you're an OG right now. So they gave me the ability to mint two. Right Huge. Off, right off the rip. They're point two each. But the floor right now is 7.4, last I looked, each. Yeah, that's that's pretty useful. It's big, yeah. That's pretty useful to be in that early. Yep. I heard of Invisible Friends when I didn't even know about like what a whitelist, what that yeah. was. Yeah, yeah. And like... People started making dope art. That's yeah. that's how Invisible they kind Friends of, art is sick too. That's kind of how they did their thing. Like you, they made like concept art for the project mm-hmm. that gifts and loops. And, yeah, yeah. And they'd give out spots like that. Yeah, um, the, hu- the hooligan. A new hooligan. Yeah, yeah. Hooligans or hooligans? Hoonig- no, hooligans. Yeah, hooligans. Hooligans. The that race car. Cannon block. Cannon block. Yeah. Sorry. Um, uh, one that I just found yesterday and I actually really like it a lot. The community is super dope. It's called cartoons and they're these like cartoon clouds that are, uh, pretty cool. I like them a lot. It's just called cartoons. It's called cartoons. And it's just, are there any other GIF NFT? There, there's a lot. Yeah. There's, seems to be more and more coming out. I haven't only 3D seen. art is like blowing up right now. It is by far taking over the space except for Azuki. I I wasn't in Azuki. I was in the server, but I didn't think it was like anything. And Azuki. Yeah, it's number one on OpenSea right now. Um, and I have a bunch of friends that got in and they got them, and I just I think I missed out on that grind, you know. But the thing is, you might miss out on one grind, but there's another one right there waiting for you. Yeah, I saw this. I saw these. These are sick. Yeah, I've been super busy with life lately too that I haven't been able to like dedicate 12 hours a day to like f- making sure I'm in every project, trying to grind every whitelist. Um, so I've just been able to like kind of just pick and choose which ones I'm grinding right now is Doodle Ape. They're 3D doodle inspired apes. The the Bapes. 
Bapes, baby apes. The the that new, they're brand new on Twitter. Uh, probably baby. I saw baby apes yesterday. Um, Dapes is the one I'm talking about. Dapes. Yeah. Doodle, Doodle apes. apes. Yeah. So Doodle inspired 3D apes. The art is sick. I think they're coming up on like 150k members on Discord right now. I've been in there, grinding away, sharing a lot of my photography and stuff. Tried to go into sports talk, talk about skydiving, but everyone's just like, did you see the score on that football game? I'm like, no. I wonder what the... I just... So, so what a blessing it would be to have watched Web 2 happen. It's happening. To watch, watch what, what... Dot com boom. Oh, dot com, yeah. Web 2 and then now Web 3 because... Web three is the only thing that I've ever seen. Right? I mean, I was a teenager when Web three, like or the, Web two. The Web two was like social media. Yeah, yeah, that's where we are right now. Yeah, web, so we're in the beginning of Web three. So Web three is coming. Is yeah. here coming? It's all fugazi, fugazi. <laughs> what even is it? You know, like when's it gonna get here? Uh, yeah. So, you know, obviously the first. You know, the first meme pages aren't the ones anymore. No. Nope. The first... Well, cook of the day. Influencers aren't... <laughs> <laughs> the first influencers aren't the ones yeah. doing... They weren't even called influencers back that? then. What was that one page with, like, all the crazy, like, animation, like, stick fighting stuff? Oh, gosh, that was way back in the day. I love that so much that I downloaded the app called, like, Pivot Sticks yeah. or something. Stick fight, stick figure. What was that site? 0.0 where you do frame by frame stick yeah. figure animation. Yeah, yeah. Man, I would do like whole fight scenes. I can't remember, but it was like one of the OG like original like meme pages. Man, yeah, I can't remember. That's probably like before you were born. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> probably. <laughs> when were you born in? Ninety-seven. Yeah, this is definitely like right around there, like ninety-seven, ninety-eight. Google Google came right around then. Yeah. I think I was born before nah, they're, Yeah, this, before is, this was Ask Jeeves era. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Never heard of that in my life. Oh, well. MapQuest? I know. I make MapQuest jokes okay. still. They yeah. don't land. No. If you see the greenhouse on the left, you've gone wow. too far. Yeah, I feel super old right now. Ask yeah. Jeeves was uh, one of the OG search engines. Oh, wow. Yeah, before Google. The... Uh, my dad still insists on writing directions down. Mm-hmm. I just need an address. Yeah. You know, I can't do... Yeah. Can't do the whole write the... I remember map questing shit, printing it out for, like, road trips. Oh, dude. Yeah, I did the same thing. Dude, you, you're fucked yeah. if you miss an accident. What page are we on? <laughs> you don't know if it's before, if it's behind you, in front of yep. you. You don't know what's going on. No. It was bad news. Yeah. The, the map quest era... Uh, but like watching the dot com boom and then watching it crash. Yeah. Watching social media explode and then social media didn't crash, but the people who exploded did. Mm-hmm. Up and down. Now where we are in in Web three with I mean people making money hand over fist. Island boys. What about them? They're like key, like that's like a, a key example of like how people can explode in the space now and then 
guarantee you a year, two years from now, no one's gonna be like, where, where are the island boys now? Wow. Yeah. But they're making hand over fist, selling NFT stuff. Like I don't even know what they're doing. Shilling all sorts of stuff on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and stuff. Yeah. Wow. Good for I them. I didn't though. know that. Yeah. I mean, go make your money. I don't yeah. care. It doesn't. It doesn't bother yeah. me at all. I don't. Care. I'm just saying, like their rise and fall will be short lived. Yeah, and a lot of that's gonna happen in crypto and the NFT mm-hmm. space. Mm-hmm. A lot of that's gonna be happening. Yeah, like we gotta be aware and be aware of scams and con artists and. Well, if you get a DM in Discord, oh, it's just a fake scam. It's gonna don't be, don't answer. Just close your DMs. Yeah. If I have one piece of advice on Discord, close your DMs. Yeah. Twitter too. Close them. Yeah. Yeah, I get. Make it so that you have to be following them for that for it for them to be able to DM you. I mean, every DM is a scam. It's crazy. Yeah, if there's a link in it, do not click it. Even in Telegram. Oh yeah, Telegram. I don't even fuck with Telegram, but yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty wild. It's awful. Yeah. So be vigilant. I guess stay vigilant. I guess my point is like I know that NFTs are here to stay, but I don't know that the projects that i can afford to get into yeah are yeah i mean it's more or less like try to find a project you really like early on like try to get in there like you have to just kind of be active right like i'll I'll send you that cartoons tonight i think you might like it Mm -hmm. there's some really big names already in there as far as like who's helping the project who's moderating the project who's uh gonna be like making twitter posts and youtubes and stuff so i've I think you might like this cartoons one and basically get in there, start grinding the chat, start saying hi to people, meet and mingle, start talking, you know, just hanging out. That's what all I do is just hang out and talk to people. Like, how's your day? Do you like pickles? You know, just random shit. And then if you get noticed, which you should, especially if you're early, they're going to be like, boom, you're whitelisted. We like you. And whitelist is huge. Then you pay the mint price. Well, I mean, you're paying the cheapest price. Yeah, that's basically like whitelists are like, I don't want to say free money, but that's the, that's the, seems like the grind right now. Yeah. And but I will just, say there's a dark side of this. Yeah. Uh, as of lot, as of lately, like recently, I think as of today, I saw a very long Twitter thread about how there's a pretty dark side to like grinding these whitelists right now and needs to be brought to light and how basically there's, human farms in Pakistan and these other like, you know, Eastern or I guess we were like Western Asian countries and stuff or wherever. I don't know. Lesser, I guess, poorer countries. They're paying these guys three, four bucks a day to sit in discord for 12 hours to grind, uh, a sh- uh an account for them to white, get whitelisted on it. And, you know, I don't know if three or four bucks is worth it to them for a day. Sure, maybe, maybe not. But I feel like, you know, one guy in the thread was like, I've been on for 13 hours straight. I need to go get some rest. And, like, I was, he was just like, what the hell? Where are you from? You know, he's talking to him. He's like, I'm in Pakistan or somewhere. And uh, it's just, I think it's not right. I think it's inappropriate to be paying people such little money when you're making hand over fist like just tons more than they are granted you know maybe you don't you have you're the one putting up the money to pay for the 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 mint but 
you know, they're paying these people three, four bucks a day and they're getting multiple accounts whitelisted. So the whole whitelist method is getting a little uh, ex- exploited well, right when, now. When there's money being handed out, like that's yeah, happening, exactly. yeah. there's going to be... But what what's in a the thread too is like on. what's gonna happen when they realize that they can just put their wallet in, and they can fucking mint. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, there's gonna be. I mean, hopefully not actual bloodshed, but like. It's gonna get ugly. It it's definitely it's scary how much money. I mean, people didn't make money like this since like drugs. Drugs. You know, like yeah. this easily. No, yeah. It's it's kind of it's kind of fucking wild. I mean, I know a 15 year old kid that got whitelisted in Hape, and he sold it a little early, if I may add. Uh, but he still got like twenty thousand U.S. dollars. Yeah. Fifteen. Yeah. And that's not that's just one project this kid's in. He's mm-hmm. grinding so many other ones all the time. I mean, he's making money for his family at 15 mm-hmm. on a computer. Which oh is yeah, just crazy. That's not gonna stop. It's not gonna stop. No, it's not gonna stop. I but mean, you know, he lives in NZ too, so like twenty twenty k US to NZ dollars, it was like thirty five thousand NZD or something like that. It's, I, I'm not even sure it's gonna slow down. It's not. Like I'm not convinced. I, that I, I, I don't think. I mean, Paris Hilton and was on Jimmy Fallon the other night, and they were all they were like, look, we were like holding up their their bored apes and talking about them on live national tv and it was turning twinning trending on twinning on twitter yeah yeah it's eminem's profile Eminem, yeah snoop dogg i mean you as far as a-list celebrities it's just gonna keep going yeah yeah and it's just like i'm super i'm super big on like what i'm what i'm passionate about is a necessary requirement for me Mm. because i can lose all my time and money happily Mm -hmm. like that's the place i like to be so like grinding whitelist spots hasn't it hasn't seemed a sustainable Mm -hmm. and be something that like i'm really happy to fail at Mm -hmm. like i'd be real sad if i didn't make it quote unquote wasted 12 yeah. hours a day 100%. for a month and I didn't fucking get whitelisted. Yeah. I'd think of all the other things I can do. But it also matters is like, you know, you could go in there and do some fan art. You could go, you know, you could go uh, make a video. You could do a podcast about their thing, you know, like do do what you want to do to represent yourself and do your own thing. You know, it doesn't have to be there we go. Gl- grinding chat, right? I feel like the people that grind chats are just the people that don't, have anything else in their life like they you know like they maybe they're limited in physical ability to to literally do anything yeah or they don't have the money to pay for paint or whatever you know like all they have is a keyboard and time yeah so they're grinding chat yeah grind grinding chat sounds it's not it's not the greatest horrible no like i i am a photographer so i like to find projects that have a little photography channel and i'll just start go like unloading a photography channel no, no, no! Like, the, like they'll have a photography channel oh, okay. in a Discord server, so like people are just sharing photos and stuff. Like, yeah. What kind of camera do you have? Do you have like a? I just got a brand new camera that I'm really psyched about. Like, uh, is a Sony? No. What is it? I have a Sony. I have multiple like Sony. A seven thousand, right? Is that what they're called? Seventy seven hundred. No. What are they called? A seven Rs and A seven S. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have an FX three that I shot some video skydiving with, and it's really nice. 
and it's basically an a7s3 but they took the viewfinder off the top of it to make it a little slimmer profile it makes it a little lighter not by much but uh, i just got a fujifilm gfx 50s2 which is a medium format digital camera so the sensor is like much larger than a full frame i know it sounds like medium but full is yeah. actually smaller than a medium format okay yeah so, so basically the pixels are the the sensor has way more room pixels are able to be a little bit more spread out so you can absorb more data oh that's sick i'm brand new in the camera well, world. welcome to this like weird world the camera world is <laughs> yeah. pretty sick. I think photography is a cool hobby. Mm-hmm. I always thought so, but it was just a little bit expensive for me expensive. to dabble in. Because, like, I don't know. I can take a picture with something in the foreground and something in the background, and I can think it's cool. But, like, is it worth spending thousands and dollars and hours to get the camera, you know? Mm-hmm. And also, while traveling... Like I'm not the guy with the bags and the, nah, yeah. And, so, and I, but the, like, there's cameras out there for the guy like you. You just want to have a, a a running gun. That one. Yeah, that that one's good. The ZV1. Yeah, I think that's a really good video camera too, though. That's the main purpose of it. Yeah. It has one lens. Mm-hmm. You just open it. It turns on. Everything's auto. I can control the the ISO yeah. and the fucking f-stop and the zoom mm-hmm. and focus and everything let it go and i got like a a lav and uh that tripod right there the little one to the right Uh is uh mic is uh uh, bluetooth so i can press record and stuff from from far away but but having a camera now i have one and Mm -hmm. i'm like oh this is what this camera doesn't do. Mm-hmm. It's like, let me find a camera that does, does do, do that. that. Yeah. And then it's like... Yeah, I think you would really like a a, a Panasonic GH5 too. I was actually just talking to my buddy Crypto Gorilla. Follow him on YouTube. Crypto Gorilla YouTube. Uh, and I was hooking him up. I was like, yo, check out this. Uh, the Fujifilm is amazing camera for... For this kind of stuff, for podcast, video, video okay. work, he's a YouTuber guy. So like, I was like, dude, the skin tones right out of the box, perfect. Like the video quality is phenomenal. Okay, and it does everything he needed needs him to do. I could be wrong, but my fil- my filmer friend who is also my roommate, but he films vert skating all the time. I believe his second camera is a GH five. Yeah, it's S. a great camera. And he yeah. said that the colors. He brought the up color. colors right away, mm-hmm. and he said even. That it has like a button or some setting that if you're working uh, kind of cooperatively with a with a red camera, mm-hmm. that it actually has a color spectrum, color settings yep. that can work with that really well. Yeah. Uh, the frame rate controllability. Yeah, that's, that's like one thing. Is like if you have a Sony and a red, not going to really like match up too well. Sony's colors are not nearly like on the same wavelength as a, a red camera. And, like, you wouldn't have a red and an Ari to get... Ari's another uh, camera equivalent to red. Okay. Yeah. Wait. Ari is what most of Hollywood uses. Really? Mm-hmm. The reds were supposed to be... Reds are huge, and a lot of people use reds as well. But Ari is, like, the behind-the-scenes only Hollywood kind of people know about Ari's. And they're they're ripping they, right They're now. amazing. Ari we're... makes like they do. They have a camera that does like a thousand or fifteen hundred frames per second, like a super high speed camera. I want to work with a high speed camera so bad. Mm-hmm. 
I want to work with a high-speed camera so fucking bad. Yep. Ari. It would be so cool. I mean, reds, too. They do hella frame rates as well. Like, honestly, anything over 240 is, like, you're getting into, like, specialties. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I think flip tricks off the lip Two, on, on yeah, vert. Yeah, I think 240 frames per second is plenty. Because you could even... Because if you can get, I just learned this yesterday, so if I butcher it, just correct me. But if you can get like a 240 frame rate with like a 480 shutter speed. Mm-hmm. Right, yep, you double can, the shutter speed. You can slow it down in post even more pretty well. Mm-hmm. So Double it or even go higher. I think with action sports, like a lot of people cinema-wise will tell you to just double the frame rate to mm-hmm. kind of keep that like buttery cinema effect Mm -hmm. but like with action sports and things that you want to not have any blur Mm -hmm. higher shutter speed yeah yeah i think that would that would excite me a lot because yeah because i do some if you want me to come down my fx3 does 4k 120 frames per second i think i can do 1080 at 240 1080 240 is all i need yeah yeah i my my body can't do that i was just talking about it yesterday yeah i'm pretty sure mine can do 1080 240 it's 4k 120 yeah, so it, it hope 4K 120 even we could mm-hmm. we could work with, especially with if you get the shutter speed high and then yeah we work in post semi hard like mm-hmm. we can do some we get good lighting a tight frame and yep get some get that high speed MythBusters style exactly yeah Let's yeah do it. I think that'll be a I think that'll I'll be come a to the ramp lot of fun hang off the piping yeah yeah we'll find a place outside with good lighting yeah that too yeah yeah uh, I guess outside would be a lot better. Yeah, it gets yeah, grainy. Need more light. You need a lot more light. Yeah, yeah. It gets really grainy indoors. Mm-hmm. Yep. We struggle with with an action sports man. Like right now, I'm in a battle of quantity versus quality of of content. Mm-hmm. I don't put anything out that's bad. Dude, that reel that you put up though, of you doing that was sick, dude. Man. I was like, holy shit! That that went so hard. That was sick. The twelve. It's twelve sixty. Twelve sixty. Yeah, I was like four sixty. <laughs> um, and I heard that song like weeks ago. Yeah. In a reel or something. Yep. And it was like four a.m. and I woke up too early, accidentally. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't sleep, and it started. And that song was like replaying in my head. And that that kind of exact video, because that clip was already slow mode. I got it, it was slow mode. The only way I've seen that clip is slow mode. It's mm-hmm. the only only way I've. Uh, you know it's posted online um so like it just kept replaying in my head and i was like fuck like let's go make that you know um and it hit it hit hard it got like you know that was one of my first posts in a while it hit like ten thousand likes and all these things um and right away you know when you post a banger because like you press that button and then it's just like, like it hits right away perfect timing and everything oh wow that that algorithm's gonna yeah. It's gonna hook me up right it, it now. It was sick, dude. I was like, got chills from it, honestly. Yeah, I was like, wow, sick. your face too, and you were like, you just looked so humble. You were like, oh, fuck, I just did that. Well, <laughs> yeah, that was a big deal to me. That yeah, was, was huge, super emotional. Dude. Yeah, yeah, that was a big deal for a long time. You know, was, I mean, you you grew up competing, right? Uh-huh. Like you've just been. That's part of like you, you just water off a duck's back, normal day at the pool. You know, like whatever, kind of. It's still probably. In, you know intense well competing competing is a lot for me because i mean it's also 
it's like how do, how do you explain it it's like i can juggle a lot of you know those spinning plates mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like i can balance a lot of plates on the thing yeah um but that that spinning that bar that you're holding like that's what competition is for mm. me so if if that goes away it's like my whole life crumbles, crumbles yeah so it's like Yes, I have other things that I enjoy. Yes, yeah. I have a whole life, a pretty balanced life. I worked hard to get a balanced life. Mm-hmm. Um, but competing still holds it up. Yeah. So it is it is super intense. Moderately intense financially, but just like life structure, mm-hmm. life plan, um, kind of per, uh, self, like my, my own image of myself that I kind of have of me like yeah. that's important to me so it it is intense just in it, it offers me a lot of stability in my yeah in my life you know my life plan yeah i will say like i i i do find a little bit of struggle in trying to maybe be proud of myself i try I f- i'm more proud of other people for their mm-hmm. accomplishments but like i competed at nationals this year for skydiving with my teammate jesse jaber and we for, love for, jesse yeah, by the way love jesse uh for team horizon and uh, we walked away with a silver medal, and I was like, one. Of, it was like one of the proudest moments of my life to, of myself. I was yeah. like, holy shit! Like I actually just did this. But it was, you know, in in you know, looking at it all, there was only like ten teams or something like that. It wasn't like crazy. Like when I was climbing, I I competed, but I would come in like fifteenth or something yeah. like that. You know, like there's no shot I was gonna make it into finals or anything like that. Like there was a hundred and eighty people competing or something like that. You know, sometimes I'd end up in like 75th or 80th or some, you know, whatever. Never would I have expected to be such a a highly skilled skydiver to come away with a silver medal. I just never even thought about competing until Jesse last year was like, you want to do that? So was that one of your moments that you that you struggled to see, like, be proud of yourself? Or was that one of the first moments where you're like, I should I should be and can be proud of myself. Oh yeah, it was like I should be and I can be and I am. Yeah. And like it was a good feeling. I was like, "Oh." And not to sound like egotistical or anything like that. If anybody knows me, like I have like pretty no pretty much no ego. Well, it should feel good. It to should do yeah. well. Yeah. Like that's not But it's like the first medal I've won, I think since a participation trophy as a kid or something, you know. What was the difference between like the pride there that you finally kind of accessed, as you said, versus like maybe what held you from that feeling in the past. I don't know. Just no. I didn't even compete. I've never comp- competed. I'm talking about like in competitions and stuff. And and I guess I wouldn't really feel proud of coming in like 77th place or something like that. Or you wouldn't feel proud of like... Uh, other things in life i'm very proud of improvement for the sake of like improvement is just a different feeling yeah yeah like i i i benefit a lot from context you see it over it's a long time so it's kind of hard to be like i don't know yeah like i benefit a lot from context like i i'm athletic enough where i I can do what i set Mm -hmm. my mind to Mm -hmm. right i'm good at making plans like i get a lot of help yeah like i get enough help like like a lot of physical therapy trainer therapy life uh accountability coaching Mm -hmm. acupuncture 
like mentors, you know, like I have, yeah. I don't have like, any of that. Like I have a lot. <laughs> I, don't I, do I, any I, like that. I get a lot of help to go do the things that I want to do. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's why you're like world champion. Well, it, it's, spinner. I couldn't do it on my own. I know that. Yeah. Like life's too much, too fast. Yeah. It's just, it's just too much, too fast to do. Well, I believe in you. Well, I wasn't benefiting. Like I was yeah. carrying the weight, but I was carrying a lot of weight. Too much weight. And, and you know, it just all happens so fast. Like mm-hmm. that's, I think the biggest thing is like, you probably feel it in the NFT space. Like, Oh my God. Dude, yeah. I, I'm sure I'm going to go home tonight and it's just going to be like, ah, what did I miss? I mean, three months ago, things weren't like they are mm-hmm. right now, right? So that kind of rapid change happening and then happening again and happening again and happening again in like some of your like mid-teen years, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I experienced in competing. It's like. You know, I was the I was the the fifteen year old, you know, putting food on the table and moving states and competing and traveling. It, like that wasn't my like I was just I was just at home, you know, with my friends a couple of months ago. You yep. know, like things are different. Things are different Shooting now. Shooting the shit down at the skate park. So like nowadays, like I get a lot of help. I I try to make sure that. Like I'm ready for things to change quickly. Mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of people fear that they can never get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually I, I have like my moderate doubts. You know, you need a decent amount of luck for things to hit. Mm-hmm. But I think you should be less weary of the ball failing to start rolling and more weary of once it does roll where the fuck is it going exactly because like that's a really big deal and it in in 10 years of your life can can disappear from the front of your eyes if you're not if you don't if you don't have a good plan and you don't have good people around you and you don't know what to do when money comes in or see i've kind of i've gotten gone a little bit different in the last few years though i've kind of gone no plan tried to have no plan and then dude it just seems like it's nonstop now. Like stuff just keeps coming up and it's just like, oh, we're going here now. Oh, we're doing this. Oh, we're going to nationals. Oh, we got worlds. Oh, we got this. Oh, we got that. Get married. You know, doing yeah. all sorts of stuff. Like, okay. I guess we'll meet. But in, that's just like, we'll meet, meet in the middle. You know? We'll meet in the, yeah. that's what I was just going to say. Yeah. I was going to say, you have to know you. Yeah. Right. And that's where, that's what I struggle with, with me. Mm-hmm. Maybe because of the time, maybe because all, all that happened so young. Yeah. I didn't get, I didn't get, I got that and then me. Like yeah. I didn't get me first. Yeah. You know, I wasn't 27, 28, like 30, whatever. Then like, hey, let's take everything I know into the world. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like was 15 and got fucking blasted with it. passports and cash and, you know, yeah. like instagram followers on like who the fuck even knew what web 2 was mm-hmm. and these companies were just throwing money hand over fist at athletes mm-hmm. and like my inflated sense of self but also with like a big family and we didn't come from any money and then it was like I mean, that's insanity yeah like, the fact i'm still standing is just is just crazy so i think i have all those i have all those people around me to help me 
find me in all that yeah in all that yeah that makes sense drama yeah whereas know? i like i grew up in arkansas and i was just like throwing sticks in the mud when i was in my teens you know? yeah so n- i started cooking and when i'm my in my teens and i just did that till mid-20s or something like that yeah so not so the things aren't gonna kind of yeah. wipe your feet out yeah. from under you yeah but i would say you got you kind of showed up to california and got uh, a house and a wife and a <laughs> friend group like about as quick as I've seen. Yeah. Like, you know, I've been here for 10 years, yeah. you know, and I, I watched you show up like 2019, into, December. Yeah, into 2019. Yeah. But damn, I did pretty good just yeah. now. Um, And, you know, you've settled in like. Oh, yeah. You landed. Yeah. You superhero landing. Mm-hmm. Like. I was like, boom, I'm here. What's up? In. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. That's been probably pretty awesome. It has been. Yeah. I'm loving it still. Yeah. I was just telling Jasmine today, my fiance, that I was just like, I... Oh, you guys didn't get married No, we get married yet. next month. Oh, congrats. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. thought that happened. Officially yeah. next month. Uh, yep. But uh, I was like, I fucking love it here. Like, I love living here and I just can't get enough of it. It is so sick. In yeah. Oceanside, in, yeah. and you timed Oceanside right because yeah. it wasn't sick 10 years ago yeah like it was not the place to be well, i don't know and it's still maybe yeah. two three years off of being the, but it's it's coming up so it's coming fast up yeah now. man I'm, i love it i love it here are you i inter- met you man everybody quickly yeah quickly i mean that's tunnel flying yeah that's tunnel sky we need yeah. to see you more in the sky offered yeah i hadn't jumped since 2020 yeah that's, 2019. Gotta, that's gotta change yeah, yeah. I, I gave my rig to Sky of San Diego. They're working on it. Okay, good, good. Yeah, at yeah. least they will be soon. Jasmine's my, a rigger, too. My AAD has to I'm be gonna, serviced. She's going to hate me. Sorry, Jasmine. But, yeah, if you ever need a rigger. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she might be busy. No, no. She, she's, she's Why would she hate you? Oh, she just doesn't like packing for other people. Like, she's only packed my rigs and her rigs. Okay. Yeah. 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 And you're just, like, offering it up. Yeah, I'm like, here you go. Task rabbit. Yeah. I keep throwing. I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, Jasmine's a rigger. Yeah, she's getting me a whitelist spot right now. Yeah, exactly. Go call her. Yeah. Um, I miss I miss skydiving, um, but I really miss the people that I started with. Yeah. I think, I think that hit me mm-hmm. pretty hard. And yeah. I think that hit me pretty hard because yeah. that whole group dispersed. Yeah. They're all still alive. Yeah. Which is awesome. Just all over the country and doing other things. Just different, you know, yeah. we were all so young. Mm-hmm. We were like 18 to 22 yeah, and just like juiced on free flying. That's what I've noticed with skydiving though. Is like you might have one friend group for this amount of time and then it's time for the next group, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think but that. But I think we have a really good base group right now in Oceanside. Like, Well, Oceanside is probably top 10 15 drop zones in the world like yeah i'm being very safe with that like mm-hmm. as far as pure flying skill level goes oh 100 hangout space worst place in, ever oh, it's the worst yeah i don't get it yeah. if if they had like if you could have a beer after jumping at go jump it'd be amazing beer and a burger dude a beer I, and a burger at go jump people would move from all over the fucking yeah. world yeah but no, they're at fucking poorhouse. Like yeah. it's disgusting. Not even into poorhouse at all. It's disgusting. Like there's no hangout. Nope. There isn't even a place to like pack. No. Man. No, they did and, get new packing mats. And it's still 
used and beautiful and the level is insane it's and, yeah and, and what what's crazy as far as volume though i'm pretty sure they do more tandems than any drop zone that i know of in the world like there might be one in china somewhere oh, i don't yeah. know i'm pro- there probably is but as far as pure volume of tandems like they are not they've got to be number one they're unreal yeah but like they're a workhorse the uh you've been to deland and i love mike too like mike's one of the best dzos i've ever met like such a good dude i agree yeah everybody deland's awesome everybody loves mike yeah they don't do the numbers they don't do the numbers but the the the, the, the vibe flying, and the free that's what i'm saying is world class if 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 go jump had just like a hint of deland yeah, just a little sprinkle a sprinkle of deland it's competitive it competes with them mm-hmm. as far as yeah. just like one of the best drops yeah. i mean that's that that's his vision is to have a restaurant bar at go jump but there's just regulation city hoops cuz it's an airport yeah it's a municipal airport Deland's a municipal airport, but Skydive Deland's been there for so long, since like the 60s. Since skydiving? Yeah. Since skydiving started. 60s. Yeah. When was the, some of the first jumps? Oh, like the 1800s. Yeah. Did they survive? No. But those were some of the earliest skydives. I read... I, 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 I watched this like documentary on like the history of skydiving. It was like... Yeah. The very first dude jumped at like seventeen seventy six with like a sheet over his head and he died immediately on impact. Yeah, the, <laughs> the first guy died. Yeah, no, I think like the first fifty died. Ooh, yeah, legends. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, they had no idea what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, it didn't really. I think start to take off until like. Oh when Scott, I mean, didn't land until yeah, land. <laughs> I don't even know, man. The twenties. Yeah, people started 30s. living. Is that, that I'm saying as far as like the whole overall span, the 60s is when it like 70s and it just ramps up every year more and more and more. Did you know uh, 2021 was the safest year for skydiving? I assume so. Yeah. Because no one was jumping. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I assume so just because the technology is, it hit that exponential yeah. place. Yeah. Where the technology and advocates the sport too grew for enough. safety, yeah, yeah, everything kind of came together, and mm-hmm. I mean the mentality has shifted. I've seen it in the last two years at least. It just seems like more, more and more people are really focused on safety, and more people are voicing about safety than I've seen in the last six years. Yeah, yeah, and and one thing that's surprising to people who don't skydive is like you die. Two things. You die with a parachute over your head mm-hmm. almost almost every time, unless it's on purpose. 98% probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, you're more likely to get hurt minorly than die. Mm-hmm. Like a rolled ankle, a broken ankle, yeah. a, bro- a, a small broken bone, a fracture, a, a sprain, th- because... You're gonna have a parachute over your head mm-hmm. when you hit the ground. Yeah, like people think it's the zero sum game. Well, it depends on what angle your parachute's at. Though. Live or die, but it's just it's not so black and white. Yeah, that, that people think. No, 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 no. Yeah, and it doesn't matter like how many times you do it either. You're not like increasing your chances of dying every time you go or anything like that. It's just another skydive. Unless you. Like, 
if you have control of your ego, of your mentality, your perspective, like it's it's easy to forget you're playing chicken with the ground. Mm-hmm. It's surprise, shockingly easy yep. to forget how how dangerous it is because it's so safe. It's like such a weird thing. Yeah. Um, but if you can keep that part of you in check, you can have a million safe skydives. Yeah. I mean, 100%. that's the idea is to be a old skydiver. Yeah. What's the, what's the, there's bold know. pilots and old pilots, but there's not both. Yeah. There's not bold, <laughs> old pilots. Yeah. Old, bold. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, we probably got like what two hours now. Jeez. Hey, we almost double, almost doubled it. Yeah, it's two hours, but that was awesome. Yeah, dude, I didn't. I don't. Sure. I don't care about length at yeah, all. You just chop it up. Chop, chop, uh, chop, chop, chop. I probably won't even cut very yeah. much out of it. Yeah. Uh, I super. Maybe cut the. And I don't want to know. I can do that. Yeah. In this part too. Now talking about that <laughs> part. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Bro. Yeah.